It's the Go Million and Go Million Interview and Prayer Call Podcast. You will be blessed in two ways, with an influential interview and the engagement of powerful prayer. And now, your host, Bishop Nathaniel Go Million. Go Million Ministry Interview and Prayer Call Podcast. We appreciate you uh, for being with us today on uh, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And tonight, if you miss parts of the interview, you can uh, go down to gomillion.iHolla, excuse me, gomillion.iHollaPodcasting.com, and you'll be able to see this interview and many, many more. Today we are interviewing uh, Bishop uh, Dunn, Bishop Tony Dunn, uh, and we're going to bring him on camera right now. Praise be unto God. Hey, Bishop, how you doing? I'm doing well, my friend. How about yourself? Man, I'm 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 doing good myself, man. How's the weather out there where you are? You know, it's raining. It, it's been raining. We've had uh, some unusual an unusual amount of rain uh, this season, but but otherwise, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're not where the flooding is. No, I'm not. No, sir. No. No, we're not. Okay. Well, that that's that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Well, you were just with us in January, but you're doing such an extraordinary uh, work of ministry uh, that we could uh, not get it all in in 30 minutes. And so we wanted to uh, to bring you back. People were just talking about uh, what a great job uh, you are doing and how interesting uh, our interview was. So we wanted to get you uh, back here. But for those who do not know you, uh, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and your family. Okay. Well, uh, my wife is Jackie. We've been married for 38 years. Uh, we have three adult sons. Uh, my two oldest sons are married, and uh, my oldest son has blessed us with an eight-year-old granddaughter. My middle son has blessed us with a five-month-old grandson. <laughs> so uh, we're excited. I'm originally from Shreveport, Louisiana, and uh, but basically grew up out here in California, and um, that's my family. And that's 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 yeah. Those are the ones that are very important to me. Love them dearly. All right, I told you we might be kin, man, because my uh my, my people from Cushata, Louisiana, just south of uh of Shreveport. All right. <laughs> Praise the Lord, Amen. Well, let me say good morning to Yvonne Anderson Clay, one of my classmates from St. Louis, Deacon Willie mm-hmm. Christian. From the Kingdom of Zion Church in College Park, uh, Maryland. So, uh, you are in Corona, California, and it's raining out there now. Is is that uh, Southern California or Northern yes. California or in the middle? Southern California. Southern California. I'm about fifty three, fifty four miles east of Los Angeles. Yeah, we're out almost in the desert. Okay, okay, okay. Not in the desert, but wow. So, so I guess rain is. Uh, uh, a, a valuable commodity uh, where you are, but you're getting too much of it now. Yeah, yeah. We've had a season of drought, and now we got some some good rain to make up for it. So we're going to be okay. Okay, that that that's that's good. God always knows what to do uh, when. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you you are pastoring New Day Christian Fellowship. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Uh, we're 13 years old now. You're 13 years old, and you founded that church. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. All right, all right. And and your your heartbeat uh, is is missions. 
Yes, sir. I formerly was a mission. I was a missions pastor at my uh, former church. I did that for three and a half years. So when Jackie and I, God called us to launch uh, uh, and start New Day, missions was in our DNA. And so, uh, and that looks locally. We do, of course, local outreach, but also too, our big thrust is international. So we support missionaries. We have uh, missionaries we prayerfully and financially support on uh, five continents. And uh, also, too, we now oversee 40 churches on five continents also. So we planted churches. Uh, we've come over and uh, come up under churches and support them, provide administrative oversight. And um, my primary passion, though, uh, Bishop, is really developing leaders. And uh, that's my grace gift from Romans chapter 12 is leadership development. And so that emphasis right now is pretty much on a senior pastor and uh, local church leadership. So that's that's our ministry emphasis. OK, OK. Well, you know, a lot of people, you know, don't carry the title of their uh, their Ephesians four gift, even though they do it. So basically, by nature, what you do, my friend, you an apostle. Yes, sir. As as uh, as well as as a pastor and a, uh, a, a teacher. And I, I say that not because everybody's, you know, want to run after the title because certainly uh, Bishop Paul Sylvester Morton is an apostle, but he, he doesn't, I mean, he, I don't think he wants to be called the apostle Paul. So, <laughs> so, yeah. so he, 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 he is a bishop, uh, but an apostle obviously in his own right. Let me thank and say good morning to uh, Pastor Michael Whiting, a man of God, we are certainly praying for you and your family and your church. So your uh, your your uh, your your blueprint for life, the anointing on your life is for missions, and out of that, you you started the New Day Global Network. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, and, yes, and that's sir. that's where the forty churches, forty missionaries. You said are yeah. did you say 40 churches or 40, 40 churches, churches. Mm -hmm. 40 churches oh my yes. god yeah. amen and uh they're all over the world and whether and the majority of them uh, where are the majority of those churches at um we probably about 10 in america and then some in africa uh philippines uh brazil and now we've launched new day europe in fact next week i will be leaving for serbia i'll be training pastors in serbia and then we'll be heading to north macedonia doing some work there. And then next month I'll be back uh, for going to Poland. We'll be visiting two cities in Poland and, and training pastors there. Um, later on this year, I'll be in Uganda. I have about a hundred pastors. We'll be in Zambia. Our conference is gonna be in uh, Brazil, Sao Paulo, Brazil, where all the churches and pastors have come together. Last year it was Cape Town, South Africa. This year is Sao Paulo, Brazil. And in 2024, we'll be in Paris, France. So wow. um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And all of you, all of your pastors travel to those individual places for your for your conferences. Yes, and we also do uh, local leaders uh, leadership summits. You know, we were just in Dallas, Texas, for those uh, that are in America. So we were there week before last, and uh, we gathered there for four day, three days of training there. So my passion is really developing leadership and helping pastors um, to increase and become all that God created them to be. You know, um, David, the scripture tells us in Psalm 78, 72, that David shepherded the children of Israel by the integrity of his heart and the skill of his hands. So a leader really needs two things, a heart of integrity and hands of skill. And many times, you know, we can read some books and take courses on how to lead, you know, and that's the skill development, which is important. It really is. 
You know, Solomon tells us that in Ecclesiastes 10, 10, that we need, we need to sharpen a saw, sharpen an ax. Um, so we need to do that. But there, in my humble opinion, there's not enough emphasis on the heart of integrity. And integrity simply means more than just, okay, I won't steal money from the church. Or I'm not going to fool around with the women and which we shouldn't be doing those things. But it also means that I need to get rid of my insecurity. The, the word integrity actually means whole, W-H-O-L-E, whole or complete. And Bishop, in my humble opinion, too, the reason many of us are not holy is because we're not whole. When you look at that original Hebrew word, holy and whole, they are the same root word. So it's been my experience if we can help pastors get healed over past trauma, move and past doubt, help them un 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 undercover. I'm sorry, help them uncover the influence that culture, their culture is having upon them because that's very influential. And especially for us as African-Americans, you know, because um, with us being uh, marginalized, you know, and, and all that we've experienced, you know, for generations now, uh, one of the things that we want to do is to try to identify with the, with our oppressors, you know, it's called um, internalized oppression when the oppressed try to identify with the oppressor. And so our definition of success um, uh, aligns with the, the very group that oppresses us. And if you think about the incongruency within that, because we're striving to be like people that are, are, um, have been detrimental towards us. And so um, that creates a lot of incongruency within our hearts. And, and, and it also influences how we lead. So instead of really focusing on the people, many times pastorally speaking, we're focusing on ourselves, And that's because we have um, um, self-esteem issues um, and, uh, and we mask them by being domineering and dictatorial, uh, overbearing sometimes. So it's really a matter of getting whole and healthy. So I'm currently working on my doctorate of ministry right now in relational leadership. And that internalized oppression, that's a real thing. And so, you know, for the listeners, if you get a chance, just Google that and you'll see just um, the crippling impact that the American culture has had upon the African-American church pastor. And so as we get healed and whole and better, uh, then we'll lead better. And I know that's been my personal experience. The healthier I get, the better I lead. And so I really focus on just getting emotionally healthy. Okay, okay. Uh, Joanne Hudson, uh, she says, that's my pastor, Bishop, friend, love my church, New Day, New yeah. Day Global uh, Network. We're certainly gl glad to have her with us. Pastor Larry Simmons, my good friend from Zuni, is with us also, Sandra Lyles Jenkins. Uh, I tell you, that that's a mouthful, uh, Bishop. Uh, you know, the word integrity, the root word is integer, which mm -hmm. means one or single. Um, uh, that, that's, that's, that's great stuff. So you told us, uh, about New Day Global Network and, uh, some of the places where that you've been and a lot of the places that you're going, you have a, an aggressive itinerary. And that means that you are employed, you know, if you don't have anywhere to go in the kingdom, God doesn't have, you don't have any assignments then you're not employed. So we know that you are, uh, greatly uh, employed, and you say yet your heartbeat, even though you are uh, a missionary and in your own right, your your heart is is leadership, and so you are training uh, leaders around the world, leaders here uh, about leadership. I'm definitely going to have to try to find out or get some information on where one of your conferences is, 
where one of your conferences, I guess that's right, where one of your conferences is taking place. That sounds better. Yes, my English yes. professor would be happy with that. And uh, see if I can uh, make my way to uh, one of your conferences and tell some of the other persons that I know also about your uh, your conferences. Uh, talk about the necessity of uh, worldwide missions impact and um, and you are a certified practitioner of emotional intelligence. Tell us uh, something about that. I think that's where we left off in our last uh, meeting uh, in January. And I think that's the thing that really struck an accord with people. Mm -hmm. Well, on the missions part, um, Jesus made the statement, uh, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world to all the nations. And the word nations, as you know, is ethnos, which means ethnic groups. And so, and he said, and then the end will come. You know, so many of us are wondering if the next president or the previous presidents were, you know, the devil. I've, I've heard all kind of stuff growing up. Who's 666 and, and, and all of this? Well, the end is not going to come until the gospel has been preached to all the nations. So my emphasis is how can we reach the nations? So I also, too, um, focus on the local pastor. We work with missionaries, and so we train up missionaries here, release them to go into other parts of the world. But uh, a more effective way has been to raise up local people, those nationals. They already know the culture. They know how to reach their people. And so that's my emphasis on training them. Now, in terms of the emotional intelligence, um, Bishop, I was changing airplanes in Austin, Texas. My wife was a project manager years ago, and I would travel with her. And she will be headed towards your way on the East Coast. And in fact, it might have been that time uh, when you and I had uh, uh, um, uh, that lunch over there at Croker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that might have been that time. But I, I, I ran in a bookstore while we were changing planes, grabbed a book on leadership from uh, Harvard University. And it was a collection of articles. The first article was on emotional intelligence. And uh, uh, by the time the plane took off and leveled off at 30,000 feet, I had finished this first chapter and I was blown away. The short version is this. A study was done on companies in American Europe that were high flying and doing great. And across the board, almost every leader, CEO, COO, CFO, all of those guys were white guys educated uh, at Harvard, Princeton or Yale or something like that. One of those Ivy League colleges. But the study went deeper to try to identify why was it on average, there was a few companies on average doing 20% better than others, other their, their counterparts, if you would. Now, that is so significant because in the business world, 20% is the difference between like the Kansas City Chiefs playing your local high school football team. So when they pressed deeper, they noticed that those, those guys in leadership scored higher in emotional intelligence than their than the CEOs of other companies. And so that made me get more into, okay, what is this emotional intelligence thing? And so uh, as I began to study it out, and yes, and I went uh, to Arizona State, got certified in it, and uh, learned more about it, uh, and then began to really apply to my life and then begin to teach and train others in it. And what it does is John Maxwell, the leadership guru, has taught us that the level of an organization will never rise above the level of its leadership. Now, in order for my organization to rise up, I need to increase in my leadership capacity. And one of the things I need to do is really empty myself of everything in me that is not of God and that hinders or competes 
with what it is I'm, I said I want to do or what I feel God has called me to do. So there's something called competing commitments, okay? And you guys online can Google that also. It's just amazing. So I am committed to the things of God, just like most pastors. But Bishop, there's something else I'm also committed to. And is at a subconscious level, and that causes stagnation. Now, you know, James chapter one tells us that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And so many of us, and what we do, we focus on preaching really good instead of trying to be really good. And when I say being, I mean, we, 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 we are human beings, but most of us, we try to be human doings. We focus on our doings. Let me focus on my being. So what has impacted me and how I be? And I noticed that, like you mentioned earlier, your, your English teacher and mine would get on me right now for uh, saying it that way. But um, how am I? And so I need to understand that. So the first aspect of emotional intelligence is one, just self-awareness. I got to become aware of self and not just knowing what I feel, which many of us are aware of it. But why do I feel what I feel? What is this rooted in? And uh, I've, I've become so accustomed to feeling this way and behaving this way. And I don't recognize how this is actually working against me doing the very thing that I believe God has called me to do or what I said I want to do. That's why so many of us uh, get, get married and get divorced. OK, and that's why second marriages, you know, the divorce rate is higher for them. Because their previous experience in their first marriage, they make some intervals. They say, I will never or the next time uh, somebody says this or a woman this. And we come up with these beliefs. And then we go and get married again, <laughs> thinking it's going to work. But now we have this thinking, thinking that's working contrary to, you know, we stood before everybody and said, OK, this is my woman and I'm going to get it right this time. There are other things that we really believe. And so that is what we call a lack of self-awareness. And the more self-aware I am, the better. I, the second part is the better I manage myself. And, you know, when we find ourselves doing something that um, I, I'll give you a great example biblically. OK, because um, you think about the apostles um, before the um, before, before Jesus went to heaven. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem and they, they go through Samaria and he has John and James with him. He has his whole crew with him. But John and James see a man casting a demon. I see a guy casting a demon out of another guy. And he told him to stop it because you don't roll with us. You're not part of our crew. You know, you're not part of our denomination. You're not with us. So don't get this man delivered. I mean, so what does that say John and James are really committed to? Now, Jesus looked at the sheep and said, um, looked at the people and said, these are like, they're like sheep without a shepherd. We don't see John and James behaving that way. And so it's like, wait, so you're more sectarian, you're more tribal, you know, as opposed to really trying to get somebody uh, helping someone become better. You know, so what does that indicate that they're committed to? And then later on, um, when Jesus corrects them, of course, but then later on, they're in Samaria and the Samaritans want Jesus to stay right there with them, you know, hang out with us for a little bit. But Jesus, you know, he, got his, he has an appointed time as his Kairos moment there um, on, on Calvary. So. Um, James and John, they get upset and they want to defend Jesus. And they say, Jesus, do you want us to call down fire from heaven and burn them mm -hmm. up? And Jesus says, you don't know what spirit you are of. Mm -hmm. Now, what's significant for me is these guys have been walking with Jesus right at three and a half years. And they still got issues. 
So, Bishop, I and I know some of us and some of our pastor friends and peers, you know, Jesus visits them every morning. Jesus wakes them up, you know, shakes them out of bed. Jesus at the foot of their bed. They, they got their relationship with Jesus. He's always manifesting. He's in a car with them when they drive through the carpool lane. OK, <laughs> I get that. That that hasn't been my experience. OK, but we have these guys that have, have were physically there with Jesus. They help feed the 5,000, help feed the 4,000. They watch Peter get out and walk on water. They watch Jesus steal the uh, water and, and stop the wind. They saw all of this, saw Jesus raise the dead, and yet they were ready to burn somebody up. So let me ask you, what were they really committed to? And, and they lack self-awareness of their, uh, their undeveloped parts, if you would. And if those guys who were with Jesus if they had that issue, what does that say about us today? And many of us, just like James and John, they didn't recognize it. They needed correction. And so what parts of me need to be corrected? And, and I need to become aware of that. So number one, with emotional intelligence, what I'm feeling is I got I have to become self-aware. The number two, the more self-aware I am, the better I manage me. And the better I manage me, that means I, I, I now no longer have to focus so much on self, as Jesus said, unless a kernel of wheat goes into the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. Now, Jesus also said in John 15 that um, we are to bear much fruit and our fruit is to remain. And that's how God is glorified. But we're not bearing fruit. A lot of times we're more self-centered and self-serving. And that's because we've been so injured, you know, which I understand. Hey, Bishop, right now, if you broke your arm, and I'm not even confessing it over you, okay? Please, okay, amen. <laughs> All of a sudden, you would not care about this broadcast right now, this podcast, you know, <laughs> because the pain is so great. You don't have time to be empathetic towards anybody else. Your wife could say, baby, I just made the best bowl of soup ever. You don't have the capacity to it, it, empathy. You don't even care about that. And so it's very hard to care about others when we're in so much pain ourselves. And so once we get healed, I can better manage me. Now I can be in the next part of this thing with emotional intelligence is social empathy. I have to be able to be empathetic. I have to be able to put myself in other people's shoes. So let's go back to those guys I was telling you about those running those great companies. And they're doing really great. Can you imagine if you're a CEO, you're a mid-level manager. And, you, and you're walking uh, down a hallway. Here comes the CEO and he says, hey, Bob, how you doing? And the first thing you do is like, wow, he remembers my name. Then he says, hey, how is Nancy and the kids? Hey, uh, did little Larry, did he win that soccer tournament? How did it go with him? And all of a sudden, you're going to feel like, wow, this guy has time to know me. He didn't walk past me. He didn't blow me off. You know, he actually cares. So then all of a sudden, me as a mid-level manager, one night I get this amazing idea. OK, and instead of going off and being an entrepreneur and trying to start my own company, I bring that to the company I work for. I try to enhance them, make them better. And then guess what? I'm also as a mid-level manager, I'm going to manage those around me even better. So then that becomes the company's culture. And now everybody wants to work. Everybody wants to move forward. And then everyone wins. Well, that's the same thing I, I, I really bring to the churches that my wife and I oversee is like, how can we help the, these pastors and their leaders get healed, get whole, get healthy to better understand themselves so they can have a greater impact on those around them so that people's experience of me is so positive and amazing. So they feel better when they leave me than when they did when they came to me. 
They're going to take that and they're going to share that with others. Okay. That same attitude and same mindset. And so that's the culture we want to build. That's a real kingdom culture there. Jesus went about healing and we need to be about healing. He said he came to heal the broken heart. So pastorally speaking, most of the time we work primarily on, let me preach really good. Let me, oh, I can hoop, I can hoop, I can hoop, look, hoop. Yes, you hoop well, but the people still going home injured. Their problems haven't been solved. They don't have an answer. They felt good for a minute. Okay, now don't get me wrong. I love some good preaching. Good, I grew yeah. about it, okay, so don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. I enjoy it. I do. And uh, my mom and I were talking about this the other day, and she loves some good hooping too. But how do we really transform our people? And there needs to be an, an intentional aspect of, of bringing about transformation in our lives. How do we help them to grow and become more fruitful? And then also, too, when we look at um, um, uh, those business people in our churches, Okay. Uh, what do we have for them? How do we help them become better in the marketplace? How do we help them grow and increase in their income and get their ideas to market? Uh, what do we, what are we offering them? Because uh, most of those guys are already inspired. They wake up on Monday morning, ready to go. They got, you know, two or three things that they're doing, you know, that they're involved in and making it happen. They got employees. So these guys are already wired, but how can we get them to the next level? and get more of them into church. And then too, how can we help their companies uh, that they're overseeing their businesses? Uh, how can we help them become better managers? You know, I was back East with um, Pastor John Jenkins and uh, he's my overseer now. And uh, my pastor is he's, he's my covering um, at First Baptist Glen Arden from Maryland. And he had T.D. Jakes in um, for, the, for the annual conference first week in July. And Jakes, Bishop Jakes says something that blew me out the water, 96% of um, African-American businesses or sole proprietorships. And he said, in order for you to really make a million dollars or really get up to that next level, you're gonna have to hire some people and trust them and release them. And I was like 96%, there are two and a half million black businesses in America, but 96 is still, you know, it's just, you just working with just with your hands. And see, that's a lack of trust on our part. And those are things we can talk about some other time uh, uh, within our community. But if we got healthy, oh, my God, you think about what we can do, what we can do and by employing others. So that emotional intelligence, that that's key for me. That really is. And that's been a game changer. And so Proverbs 14, 8 says the wisdom of the prudent is a gift out to their ways. You know, um, what is it? First uh, Corinthians eleven twenty eight. 28. Um, uh, let a man examine himself. And we use that during communion time. OK, but but yeah, we yeah. just stop and really look at that seriously. Um, Jesus also said, how can I look at you, Bishop Gamillion, and say, hey, let me get that speck out of your eye. Yeah. When I have this big old log in my eye. And Jesus said, first, get rid of your log and then you will see clearly, meaning I have a log and I don't see clearly. I've learned to go through life with it and move around. A blind person can get around their house. OK, and that's how a lot of us have learned to navigate life. But, oh, my God, if we can get rid of that log. And I love one last thing. I love what he told um, um, Abraham after Lot separated. He said, now lift up your eyes and see all. So sometimes there are things that hinder us from seeing all that God has for us. And so for me, that's the emotional intelligence part. So helping people become self-aware, number one. Number two, at least a better self-management. And then number three, social empathy. I can empathize. I can put myself in someone's shoes. They feel better about us. They get healthy and whole. There's a lot of trust, transparency, collaboration, because we're better together. And therefore, we become more fruitful. So. That that's my passion, sir. That's my passion. And I tell you, man, that that is absolutely phenomenal stuff. 
And again, we're just about out of time, man. And 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 and, and you definitely are not out of ideas and information. We're going to have to have you back again, uh, Bishop, so you can tell us uh, some more. My wife said, good morning, Bishop Dunn. Blessings to you. So grateful to God for the gift that you are in God's to God's kingdom agenda. And you are a phenomenal gift, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal gift. It's very interesting how you can meet people and think you're just having a chance meeting with them and they can impact your life in many, many more ways. You are certainly uh, impacting my life. Let me ask you this. As our time uh, is winding up, we only have about three minutes. Uh, uh, where can people get more information on your book? Um, well, my classes, uh, I, actually, I don't even have a book, Bishop, to tell you the truth. Uh, but um, you can go to our, our website, go to um, New Day Global, New Day Global Network.org. Or you can go to our church's website, newdaycorona.org. Or you can check out our YouTube channel, New Day Corona. Just new day, one word, uh, YouTube, New Day Corona. A lot of our teachings are there. A lot, quite a bit are there on YouTube. So, yeah, that would be awesome. Okay. All right. So people uh, will know how to go and get your information so that they can become, uh, so we can become, I have to go out there myself, become more self-aware. Mm -hmm. um, um, ha has God shifted your greatest prayer concern from uh, last time from the world? I don't. Has God shifted your greatest prayer concern? No, my 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 biggest need, me personally, is still wisdom. I need wisdom, and that that's not a that's uh, not a cliche, but I, I really need that. You know, these unusual times, difficult times, and. Um, and like Joshua told the, the children of Israel before they entered the promised land, we've never been this way before. So sanctify yourselves, pull yourselves apart and get ready. And that's what I try to do is stay before the Lord to hear clearly about what's next, what's next. Um, my ministry is different. I don't really have a model, if you would. Um, you know, you mentioned the apostolic anointing on me, and that's true. Uh, and, and I took an assessment, Bishop, and I'm actually more pastoral than I am apostolic. And it took me a minute to reconcile that, but I got it. I am a pastor of pastors. <laughs> so that's the apostolic anointing. But why I still scored so high as a pastor is because I'm called to pastor pastors. So just need wisdom and how to shepherd, sir. Okay. 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 Uh, uh, one more thing, and that would be, uh, since you you need wisdom, and I guess I was going to ask you if if, if uh, God told you He would give you anything you ask for, I guess you would ask God for uh, for for wisdom. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and that that would be wise uh, within itself to uh, ask God for wisdom with all of the things that God has on the agenda for your life, man. Uh, I I just see. Uh, an, an explosion because you are so fervently focused mm -hmm. on what it is that uh, that you want to do and what God is uh, is telling you, man. I'm just excited about your future and uh, excited about uh, about knowing you. Oh, you know, one of the things I was thinking about when I met Bishop Morton uh, thirty some odd years ago. Is that he remembered my name? Mm. That, 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 that when if he if he sees you, and and gets your name, he will remember your name, mm -hmm. 
And uh, I thought about that. He's very personal. Mm-hmm. And people are become attached to him. And because they become attached to him and they like him, they want to work for him. And and I, I get that. And man, you you uh you blessed me today. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, uh, Bishop Dunn. Hey, this is Bishop Gomillion, and I want to thank you for listening to Gomillion and Gomillion. Look, I'm inviting you to connect with me beyond your hearing me weekly. I have resources for your reading pleasure. Here's what I want you to do. Visit my website, gomillionandgomillion.com, and check out our various resources. Let me spell that. That's G-O-M-I-L-L-I-O-N and G-O-M-I-L-L-I-O-N dot com. Check it out, won't you? God bless you. Are you ready to pray? Come on and let's dive in as we call on the name of the Lord. And if you have a prayer request, please let me know by email. You can email me at ngomillion at aol.com. That's N-G-O-M-I-L-L-I-O-N at aol.com. Email me and we will honor your request. Are you ready? Come on, let's pray. My prayer line is open at 518-425-1719. And we thank for thank you. People can call in at 518-425-1719 to our prayer line. We have some persons that call in faithfully and pray. We pray every week for 30 minutes. And we're going to pray for you for your ministry also, uh, Bishop Dunn. Thank you, sir. Ask if you would open up our prayer line with prayer, and then we're going to let you go on about your busy day. And I'm going to get with you about having you back with us. Uh, not that we don't have other people to have on, but your, your information is just so powerful and so practical. I think we just need to hear more. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Amen. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Okay. All right. Let me pray. Grace of God in heaven, we come before you uh, this day, Father God. It's a day that you have made, and yes, we will rejoice and be glad in it, dear Lord God. Celebrating your goodness, celebrating your loving kindness, dear Lord God, celebrating your long suffering, celebrating your gentleness, Heavenly Father, celebrating the fact that you're the lover of our souls, the lifter of our heads, dear Lord God, celebrating that you are our strong tower, our refuge, our very present help in the time of need, dear Lord God. You are our shield. You are our buckler, Heavenly Father. You are our rear guard. We thank you for your angel being encamped around about us, dear Lord God. We thank you that no weapon formed against us will prosper, dear Lord God. And my prayer, my petition, dear Lord God, is that we all have ears to hear what your spirit is saying, dear Lord God, that that voice is speaking to us from right behind us, dear Lord God, telling us whether to go left or whether to go right, Heavenly Father. And I thank you, Lord, that you have already gone before us into our future to make crooked paths straight, hills and valleys made level, dear Lord God. You've equipped us with everything, Heavenly Father. You provided for us for everything that pertains to life and godliness. You are Jehovah uh, um, Rapha, Heavenly Father, the Lord that healeth us, dear Lord God. So I thank you, Heavenly Father, that we're healed every aspect, Father God. There's physical healing that is taking place in our bodies right now in the name of Jesus, dear Lord God. Those that are being challenged, Heavenly Father, with those dreaded diseases such as cancer, Father God, I come against that now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, every blood cell, every organ will function like you designed it to do, that there's healing and restoration, dear Lord God. And I thank you, Lord, there's healing in our souls, healing in our minds, Heavenly Father, that that our thoughts are in line with you, Father God, that the enemy is no longer holding us captive, Heavenly Father, that fear and doubt 
and unbelief, dear Lord God, they have no place within us anymore. That we believe as you have spoken, as you have said, your word has preeminence in us, Heavenly Father. And Lord, everything that's not of you, I thank you, Lord, that, that it's, it's lifted and it's gone now in the name of Jesus, dear Lord God. And I pray, Heavenly Father, for a restoration of sight, dear Lord God, not just physical sight, but Lord, so many of us had dreams and visions and goals, dear Lord God, but life happens, dear Lord God, and we begin to play small and shrink back. I thank you, Lord, that we are the, not those that shrink back, Heavenly Father, but we are those that will press forward, Heavenly Father, trusting and believing again that what your word has declared, Heavenly Father, is what we hold fast to, dear Lord God. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that today we're better than we were yesterday, and tomorrow we will be even better, Heavenly Father, because there are better things meant for those that are of salvation, Heavenly Father. So I thank you, dear Lord God, and I pray specifically, Father, for Bishop and his wife, dear Lord God, and the thank podcast, you. Father God. I thank you, dear Lord God, that their latter days will be greater than a former, Heavenly Father, that you will continue to give them favor and influence, dear Lord God. I thank you that all their needs are met, Father, Father God. And I thank you, Lord, that the desires of their hearts are manifesting. Lord, that they're, they're loving one another more than ever, Father God, that their hearts are being knitted more and more closer together, dear Lord God. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for those that are listening. You know what they have need of, dear Lord God. So again, Father, I thank you for manifesting yourself. And Lord, lastly, I do pray, Father God, for a spirit of wisdom to rest upon all of us, Father God, so that we will know, Heavenly Father, the next steps or that which you would have us to do. And we will be fruitful in all that we do. So when you return, dear Lord God, and when we see you face to face, we and you will ask us, what did we do with the gifts, talents, opportunities, time, relationships we gave you, Lord, that would be an increase. And we will hear the words, good and well done, my faithful servants, you've been faithful over little. Uh, I will make you rule over much. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. So I thank you, Lord, that your joy is our strength. We give you alone all the praise. We give you alone all the glory. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Bishop Dunn. I, what, something that I want to say to you that I think I heard the Lord speak to me while you were praying, and that is that you, you need to write something uniquely from the African-American perspective about emotional intelligence. Okay. Uh, you pray about that. But I think I'm hearing the Lord say that you need to write something uniquely from the African-Americans perspective about emotional intelligence, because I heard you talk about uh, uh, Rick Warren and uh, I forget the other uh, great leader, uh, and yeah. I have a friend who is up under him as well, of uh, uh, Dr. Sherrod Riddick, uh, I can't think of his name. You you called his name on leadership, but something unique, unique from the African American perspective about the trauma that African Americans have gone through and and being able to find themselves. Think about that, my friend. No, no, I, you, that's confirmation, sir. That's com Yes, yes. Thank you, sir. No, that's confirmation. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. All okay. right. Good, good. All right. God bless you, sir. We'll talk soon, man. All right. God bless you, sir. Okay. Love thank you, sir. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, we thank God for Bishop Tony Dunn, phenomenal uh, man of God. God bless you, Nico Johnson, Joanne Hudson. Appreciate all of you all. Uh, being uh, with us on uh, today, Joyce Winston, Stephanie Kendall, Tim Hunter, I think that's Saavedra Fit, y Yvonne uh, Palmer, 
God bless all of you all. Thank you all for uh, being uh, with us today in our interview with uh, Bishop uh, Tony uh, Dunn uh, from A New Day uh, Global Fellowship. I don't know, seem like I lost my feed. Let me dial back in uh, again, 518-425-1719. Uh, All right, praise God. Seem like I must have uh, hit the wrong button. Praise God. Father God, it's once more and again, Lord, we thank you for another day. 
Thank you, Lord, for last night's laying down and this morning's early arrival. Thank you, Father God, for all that has transpired thus far. Dear God, we ask you to bless Bishop, First Lady, Lord, bless Dick and Willie, Elder Sandra Lyles Jenkins, and yes, Lord. family. Pastor Him, Pastor Evans, Lord. Dear God, I thank you because you are awesome. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you do, dear God. Thank you just for keeping us, Lord, and for straighten us out, Lord, when situations arise, temper arise, Lord, you're there, Lord. You're there to control our tongue. You're there to help us out of such situations. Thank you, Lord, for our president and vice president and cabinet, Lord. Thank you for all of our uh, health responders, Lord, the um, nurses, the doctors, Lord, the ambulance drivers, Lord, and bless those, Lord, behind prison walls, dear God. Bless our police officers, Lord. Dear God, I ask you to just bless those that are still dealing with the weapons, Lord. Father God, our safety is one of the utmost things that we need. Dear God, I ask you to just continue to watch over us, dear God. Strengthen us where we're weak. Build us up, Lord. Help us, Lord, to become familiar with the Bible more or less, Lord. Help us to study more, dear God, into something that will definitely help us, Lord, each and every day. Father God, I ask you to bless my family. Please, Dear God, shut the young ones, please, Lord. Help the schools, dear God, the students in the school, the teachers, the principals, all, Lord. Help them to control some of the situations that are getting a little out of hand, dear God. I ask you, Father God, to just continue to bless, Lord. Please continue to bless. Father God, I ask these words in your name, Lord, dear God. Amen. 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 Thank you Amen. so much, uh, uh, Sister Carter. Thank you, uh, Elder Sandra Lyles Jenkins, for uh, getting things going uh, with uh, Deacon Willie praying. We appreciate you so very much. and Thank God for all who are with us today uh, watching uh, on our interview uh, portion. Uh, at this time, uh, we're going to ask uh, for uh, Elder Sandra Lyles Jenkins to uh, to pray. Praise God. Lord, I thank you. I don't know if I had a test. I think I had a testimony last week, but I got another one this week. So um, did I tell y'all last week I took six steps without using a walker? You, you you did. I think you told us that you did walk. I don't know if you told us that you took six steps. Yeah, it was six steps without without holding on to anything. To God be the glory. And did I tell y'all that um somebody bought me a recumbent bike? You you did. Okay, so okay, so that's that's all news. <laughs> what a recumbent bike is he not put together yet, but is he? All right, all so right. To God be the glory. <laughs> That, that's I, the I'm next step. You know, I'm coming through this thing. Yeah. And, uh, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. So, Father, I thank you for everything that you're doing for your children, oh God. We we thank you for 
first of all, I want to thank you for correction. Correction don't always feel good coming from you, but God, you said that you will correct those that you love. So we thank you for your love. We thank you for your your your, your long suffering with us. So God, we thank you for your kindness, your mercy, your grace, your faithfulness. We thank you for the angels that are here with us now, praising God with us. We thank you for Holy Spirit who lives inside of us, who helps us to remember scripture, who leads us to all truth and all knowledge. So we just want to let you know, God, that we are grateful for the benefits that you load upon us daily. Father, I thank you today. I praise and magnify you, and I give you glory and honor. And there's so many things on the agenda that we need to talk to you about today, oh God. One is this banking issue that we know that we've heard the prophecy for the for the for the for the future, oh God, and the economy. But Lord God, we need wisdom and stewardship, Lord, of what to do with our money, what to do with our uh, our food sources, and how we can have enough to store for hard times. Oh God, I pray and bind up the spirit of fear and anxiety in these days, oh God, and I'm praying, Father God, that you you will cover us, oh God, and that you that your word says that you will protect us and, and keep us, that we would we would never be begging. <laughs> so Lord, we thank you for your provision and we thank you for being our shepherd. And um yes, we thank Lord. you for leading us besides the waters. We thank you for the peace that you've given us in trying times, in this chaotic mess that we're in, oh God. I pray, Lord God, for people who are going through weather issues that have lost their homes yes, Lord. or flooding, uh, tornadoes or earthquakes or all kind of mother nature kind of things that can happen. Oh God, we thank you that you spared our home, that you spared our property. Oh God. Yes, Lord. But we have compassion for those and empathy for those that are suffering. Put us in a position of oh God that we'll be able to be a help. Yes, Lord. to someone who is in need and then father that our heart would be open to give yes, to give Lord. And, to, and be assisting um, those that are, are in need father they don't have to live right next door to be our neighbors oh God so Lord God we're praying for the elderly those that are living at home those that don't have any children or anyone that is able to come yes, and visit Lord. or talk the lonely those that have been kicked to the curb, oh God, or the wayside, we pray for them right now, oh God, that you would send someone, send us, oh God, that we're able to go out and reach out into the community to the elderly, father, the disabled, and we can yes, show Lord. love, that we could give love, and that we could help and be a help. I pray for those that have MS and all type of diseases that don't have a good prognosis. Father, you raised the Lazarus from the dead. Yes, <laughs> Lord. Whose body was two days sick. He was dead and decomposing. So I believe yes, Lord. that there would be nothing too hard for you, God. If you can raise up a man like he, he was just like me, a man just like me, and you raised him from the dead and every cell in his body obeyed your words, oh God. Yes, Lord. There's nothing that is too impossible for you. There's no disease that you can't heal. So, Lord, we thank you. And we're bringing those diagnoses right now into our prayer line, into this prayer 
um, yes, conversation with you. And we're praying, Father, that the time yes, on their behalf, and God, that you would heal, that you would deliver, that you would set free. And Father, you would change the thinking when they have thoughts of defeat or when they're listening to what the doctor says or reading what the internet says or Google says about a different diagnosis, that is not the end. Father God, I pray that they would hear your report. They would be built up in the spirit, that they would read the word, that they would be encouraged. Yes, that God. you would send people to them that would be able to speak a word. They would bring life to a situation. None of us know when our time is going to come where we have to be Yes, you, Lord, Lord. Jesus. Well, you don't have to die because you're sick. You can just die because it's your time with no diagnosis. So, Lord God, right now we thank you for our life and those that are suffering right now, those that are in the hospital, those that are going through, those that are waiting for test results. Oh, God, I pray that you would send a word of life to them right now in the name of Hallelujah. Jesus. For those that have lost loved ones, those that are grieving, those that are in despair, those that have depressed, oh God, those that have family members that have committed suicide. Father God, I pray right now that you would touch, that you would comfort, and Lord, that you would lift them up at their heads. You said, you are the lifter of our heads. So Father, we're praying right now that you would lift their heads in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. I'm praying, God, that we would have a spirit of preparation, a spirit of expectancy, knowing that at yes, any Lord. moment, you can speak a word or even give us a word to speak because we are creators just like you have given us the power to create that you could speak to us and say, well, I don't have to do that because I've given you the power to be able to move mountains in the name of Jesus. So Father, I pray Lord that you would reveal the iceberg that's in us. Only a tip sometimes shows, but there's power that you've given us, resurrection power, that we're able to get yeah. it from every situation. So, Lord God, I speak deliverance, healing, and power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I pray, Father, for everybody who reaches out and hears this prayer on this phone yes, between these, these believers that are praying, oh God, that you would touch a heart and move mightily upon the heart, those that are not saved, those that are straggling the fence, those that have haven't made a decision whether they want to serve you 100%. I pray, Lord, that you would give them revelation, a spirit of revelation, to let them know that they don't really have a long time to wait, to waddle. But, Lord, the time is now for them to give their lives to you, O God. And you can start changing yes, the things, perfecting their ways, O God. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. It's your work. The battle is yours. You set a standard, O God. You set a standard. And, Father, we thank you. We thank yes. you. We come against the enemy. Those things that come, obstacles that come in our way to bring us, try to make us feel defeated, oh God. We bind it up right now in the name of Jesus and we lose overcoming power. The spirit of, of the overcomer, the spirit of the conqueror, the more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Bless those that are in leadership on this prayer line. I pray, Lord God, that their congregation will work with them that they would support them, help to build them up, help to bring resources when needed, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you and give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you uh, so much, Elder Sandra Lyles Jenkins. We appreciate you and appreciate the anointing on your life and all that God is doing for your life. Thank God for the baby steps. Amen. Baby steps lead to bigger steps. Hallelujah. We see you in the future and you're looking a whole lot better. Praise be unto God. At this time, we're going to ask if Pastor Kim White would pray. Amen. Amen. Gracious God, we come before your presence with a grateful heart. We honor who you are and who you have purpose to be in each of our lives. We thank you that you are the immutable God. You change not, for you are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. You honor your word more than you honor your name. We thank you, God, that every promise is still yea and amen. It's your will, God. It's your will that your sons and your daughters prosper, be in good health, even as their souls prosper. I pray for the prosperity of every believer on today. God, for every person, God, who's me, oh God, in the audience on today, for um, Elder Sandra, God, for um, Elder, for um, Sister Carter and Deacon Willie, I pray, God, for the man of God, Bishop Vermillion, and million and the top family on today. God, I'm praying even now, God, that windows of heaven would be open and you would pour out blessings that they don't even have room enough to receive. Their mind in this season and in this hour, would you bring increase and more than enough? God, I'm praying even now, God, for every broken-hearted individual, every family that's dealing with bereavement, God. I'm praying for our communities, our city, our state, our nation, and our world, God, where crime is um, wreaking havoc. Yes, I'm lifting up the dead point and friends, family, God, as they deal with bereavement of their loved ones. Yes, I'm Lord, praying, God. God for Ellis family, God, as she has to lay mom to rest today. God, I'm praying for the lead family, God. 19-year-old young man who passed away. I'm lifting up the young man who was in this bird on yesterday. God, I'm lifting up and just crying out, God, on the behalf of the Hines family, God, a young person, God, God, even in this season, God, we understand that many hearts are broken, many minds are perplexed. The yes, Lord. spirit of grief, God, is hovering over the earth, but we know that you are Lord, still Jesus, able and your kingdom. And so we entrust, oh God, every life to your care on today. God sent for all the people and necessary. You said that you, oh God, would um, comfort those that need to be comforted. And so we thank you for yes, the Lord. Have mercy, Lord Jesus. Of these families. God, when our hearts are overwhelmed, you yes, Lord God. that you would lead us to a rock. So would you lead even now Yes, God. Place, God, that and lift it up.
praise be unto God. Thank you so very much. God bless you. God bless you. Father in heaven, thank and praise and give you glory in all things. First of all, God, we ask forgiveness for our own sins, which are not few, but many. And we ask, God, that you would help us, God, in our being, as Bishop Dunn said. Help us, God, to be better beings, Lord. Help us to to become self-aware of who we are, God, that we might be able to put forth and do better ministry for the kingdom of God. God, we thank you and we ask that you would bless uh, Deacon Willie on today of the kingdom of Zion Church and bless us to call of Tabernacle of Praise at the top. And we pray that you bless Elder Sandra Lyles Jenkins, Lord of the Virtual Ministry of Speaking Spirit in Richmond. Bless Pastor Kim White, pastor of the Bloomfield Baptist Church in Wilsons, Virginia. And then bless all of those who have been on the line with us today. Those from California, bless you, uh, Elder Sandra Durr. Good uh, morning to you. Thank you. We pray, God, that you continue to do great, you and uh, Pastor uh, Willie Durr. God bless my wife, Elder Francine Gomillion. Bless Bishop Willie Durr yeah. in the New Day uh, Christian Fellowship and the New Day Global Network. Lord, we pray that you would watch over that ministry and allow them to continue to explode and to grow uh, worldwide. God, as they are impacting lives around the world. God, we pray for our nation, God, as it has been spoken, Lord, there are so many murders going on in our nation, young people, young, the next generation, generations below us being taken out of this world. And God, our world is in need of that generation because the word of God has been invested in many of their lives. We pray, God, that you would uh, stop this foolishness for us, God, because we cannot stop it ourselves. And that God, our generations might be saved. We pray, God, for our president and vice president and for our leadership in our nation, that they would come around in their own selves and realize it's not about them, but it's about those who they represent. We pray, God, that you would bless the kingdom of God, bless every preacher, pastor, leader around the world, every kingdom leader, to have them to know it's not about them, but it is about the kingdom of God. It's about the King, the Lord Jesus Christ, who died to save all who would come unto him. We pray that you will put the word of salvation in our mouths, that we might reach somebody, God, and let them know that Jesus lives, and that he is seeking to have a relationship with them or to bring them into a, a relationship with the Father through him. Bless every pastor everywhere, every retired pastor, God, Every member of the kingdom of God in their own uh, space have their own needs. God, provide for their needs according to your riches and glory that nobody might lack anything. God, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. We thank you for this avenue, this place, this place, this space to worship you, God, and to pray to you. It is in Jesus' name we pray and we give you glory and honor and all praise. Amen. 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 God bless everybody. Uh, everybody stay well. May his hand stay upon you. Amen. God bless Amen. you. We're looking forward to for greater testimonies next week. Bless you. Love you all as well. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. Hello, uh, Dr. Eulett and Sister Stewart.
Steve's uh, sister Jeannie. Love you both. You've been engaged with Gomillion and Gomillion interview and prayer call. Bishop Nathaniel and Elder Francine Gomillion serve at Tabernacle of Praise. 5283 Windsor Boulevard in Zunai, Virginia. You can contact them by mailing to P.O. Box 161, Zunai, Virginia 23898. Sunday morning service time is at 1045 a.m. and virtual Bible study is on Wednesday at 7 p.m. and the number to get in is 518-425-1719. Bishop and Elder are the founders of Gomillion and Gomillion Ministries, covering ministries and pastors, and can be contacted via phone 804-943-8364. Bishop and Elder Gomillion want to thank you for listening to Gomillion and Gomillion Interview and Prayer Call Podcast.